Maybe Canadian. Everything good on your end? Oh, okay. Hey guys, what's up? My name is Trayton McCormick, and you're listening to Ripcord in the Morning. 89.12, The Rip. Wow. Yeah. That was, one of our coworkers today was talking about all the crazy stuff that was going on. For those of you who don't know, we're recording the night of the time that Trump's militia tried to take the coup on our government. <laughs> That's an understatement, I think. Um, I already know I said that. Well, I'll tell you what the interesting thing is. The mainstream media won't cover this. <laughs> but AM radio will. Oh, that I was your... I'm back. <laughs> and I'm Mitch McConnell. I saw this like side-by-side of all the news cast reporting tonight, and it was like MSNBC, uh, Mike Pence addressing the Senate afterwards, the CNN same coverage, and then it was like Fox News, and it was Tucker Carlson like ranting about uh, how the election was... Still yeah. stolen? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, man, I, I will say I am... I don't even want to say impressed, because it's like, that's just a human thing to do, but... I yeah, I am glad that a lot of Republicans have made that crucial decision to part from Trump, you know. And I th- I think what Mitt Romney said is how a public servant should feel. Like if at this point you're still on Trump's side, you know, as far as like the election was stolen and um and that this was warranted, like you do not deserve a place in in power. Well, there's it's it's interesting because I was showing you I got in a fight with in a family group chat, <laughs> <laughs> and the person I was arguing with was like couldn't read my sentence. Yeah. And I think that's where the line is now going to be drawn. It's the people that haven't been completely lost to like the nonsense and the conspiracies and the lies are going to stay there. Mm-hmm. But there's like people who like Taylor Shad, our friend Taylor, who voted for Trump, who even yeah, I voted for Trump in the first election. Sorry. Wait, Taylor? Taylor. Uh, like, he did. No, his dad did. Oh, okay, okay. But, like, at the beginning of the year, during all the COVID stuff and the Black Lives Matter stuff, he was like, I won't vote for him again. He's like, I'm off this. this really? And so I think there's a, a, at least a number of reasonable people. Right. Still, like, 60 million people voted for him, but that's yeah. only, you know, a small majority of the country. And I don't want to draw the comparisons to Nazi Germany, but like, I think that's a big, <laughs> like, we're jumping there. Yeah, there we go. That's a big comparison that you have to make. It's like, the Nazi party was only like 30% of Germany. You know? Right. And I think that that's a very similar comparison here, and I don't want to um, draw you, equivalency between Trump and Hitler, because I don't think... You heard it here first from Connor. Yeah. Trump <laughs> is Hitler, and if you support Trump, you are a Nazi. <laughs> 60 million people isn't, either, isn't even 30 percent of this country you know? right but when only you know half the country votes yeah it is a ton and i mean it's 
to be fair, it is one thing to be a lifetime Republican and you vote red for everything. So in the ballot, when you're alone, you cast your vote. It's another thing to, you know, grab a beer with Billy, grab your guys's, uh, you know, Glocks and head down to the, to the shooting range. Well, no, not to the shooting range. The, oh, the, the to the state, state capital. <laughs> yeah. To the, oh, the, no, no, the, the nation's capital. yeah, the nation's capital <laughs> that, that are, those are two very different things. Yeah. I think how many people like participated in it? I saw like the video, but like, like actually breached. Seems like hundreds of people were in that. Yeah. Not the White House, but hundreds of people were in the. Uh, like that photo of the dude just sitting in the. Uh, was it the speaker's chair? Yeah, Nancy Pelosi's chair. Dude, that is like terrifying. That's like anarchy. Yeah, it's so terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the video of them? There's like pictures. I didn't look at the video. It was a still of them like throwing ladders up on the steps that lead up to the. Oh my gosh. Um, house of congress and fucking yeah they're like scaling the walls and stuff and like dude they need to make a game out of this yeah that'd be sick but like alternate universe where this actually changes the the consequence what's, what's the game? is that wolfenstein where hitler won yeah, yeah. that's a good ass game too like, <laughs> what would you call it uh trumpenstein dude 2.0 um yeah, I I guess that kind of leads us into what this episode's about, um, which Connor doesn't really know, actually. So this week, uh, I decided, you know, it's been a crazy year. Everybody knows that. I'm not going to go into it. But I wanted to kind of comfort you guys because this, I mean, we've been crazy for a lot of years. <laughs> This world is very fucked up. There's a lot of fucked up people. There's a lot of fucked up stories. Um, so I've prepared some pretty crazy stories that I found on the internet uh, from, you know, either this year or years past dating, you know, to probably early 2000s. Uh, and I'm going to kind of just display them out for Connor. And uh, the, the thing about this is because they are so crazy... I've mixed in a couple onion articles. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you these stories, you know, read you the post, um, the, the headline. And then from there, uh, you tell me if it's real or not. Okay. Uh, and I, I we'll, we'll see how you do. Okay. okay. We'll see how. Uh, I'm trying to look in the reflection of your glasses to see if I can get anything from yourself. Nope. <laughs> okay. Nope. Okay. Uh, let me pull up my notes here. Do, do, do. Okay. All right. So first we'll start out with, um, with one that hits actually close to home. Uh, so this is titled on the lamb and then parentheses bow. Okay. When, <laughs> when Trooper Rick Morgan pulled over an SUV going about 51 uh, kilometers per hour, um, this was reported by a Canadian uh, source. I don't know how fast that is in miles. You might want to look that up. I'll look it up for the sake of transparency. Yeah, I'll keep going. Uh, and driving across lanes on Highway 15 near Ogden, Utah in May, 
Uh, he expected to find a driver who was either severely impaired or having a medical emergency. Instead, Morgan discovered a five-year-old boy perched on the edge of the driver's seat. Five. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I think it's faster than that. <laughs> he's five years old. He's not going to go, you know, slower than. Really? Yeah. Oh, he was taking it easy. Okay. Why did he stop him? Um. Oh, it was on a highway. Okay, fair enough. Uh, discovered a five-year-old boy perched on the edge of the driver's seat, his feet barely reaching the pedals, and his head just clearing the dashboard. The child who had been taken, who had taken the keys to the family car while his teenage sister was napping and driven three kilometers across town before getting on the freeway. Later, uh, he told the officers that he was planning to make it to California and buy a Lamborghini. Uh, while he only had while he only had three dollars in his pocket, it ends with he was at least driving the right direction. Okay. Um, there's a couple different ways I. When you said he was five and it was Ogden, I was thinking maybe he escaped from like a Mormon compound, mm. the FLDS compound. Okay, yeah. Because they have their own rules there, you know, and they just, you know, how to plow the fields. Ah, so you're thinking like Amish almost. Yeah, I mean, they got to, somebody's got to take care of the crops. Right. So and maybe this he had learned to drive the tractor. And oh, that's a good good way to reason through that. So uh, how does he how does he come across this fascination of Lambos then? Because I would think that, well, especially at five, he was using the community uh, computer. Oh, they they just have one for the community. Yeah. Okay. One community computer because they got con- the the leaders of the compound have to control information in and out. Right. So a VPN. I know. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to our sponsor, ExpressVPN. Yeah. Uh, buy one year and get three months free. Yeah. Using code Ripcord. Um, but whether or not it's true or not, I hate to be the bearer of bad news on this one, but I think I remember the story. Oh, okay. I think I do. I think I remember the story. I don't know why I read it. Okay. Probably the headline itself was probably different from the one I'd seen. Probably something like a five-year-old pulled over driving a car. Okay. So you're saying you would be incorrect. Are you serious? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, you're you're right. You're right. Good call. Good call. Okay. The Lamborghini part threw me off. Yeah. I was like, this does seem like a kind of oniony. It is a little bit oniony. You can smell it. Um. Okay. And let's go to the next one. Do do do. I love that his only way to get a Lamborghini was to get to California, though. Right. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't know if you can. Like easily buy a Lamborghini in Utah. Yeah, Actually, I feel like Utah has some. No, because they do. They they sell like they have like a Mercedes like, like hotspot. Yeah. Um, okay. So this one's called Stealing Stinks. Uh, reported by Rebecca Phillips. Uh, all right. Police on the Big Island, Hawaii, are searching for two men who allegedly stole one thousand dollars worth of fruit from an agricultural center in the town of Hilo this past February. The thieves showed up around 9.15 and made off with 18 infamously smelly durian fruit. I don't know if I said that right. Uh, According to Captain Kenneth Kiko, Kiko, 
of the Hawaii Police Department, fruit bandits are unheard of. They <laughs> they typically sell stolen uh or sell the stolen bounty to distributors or at farmers markets. Still the durian wiping strikes uh him as odd. There's no underground market for durian here, although I hear it tastes good, uh if you can get past the smell. has an opportunity to be shrouded in lies because it's in an area that super people aren't super familiar with, you know? Yeah. People vacation to Hawaii, but not a lot of people have been there long enough to become familiar with the area, the towns, the names. Mm-hmm. What was the... What was his name? Kenneth Kiko? Uh, Kikwa. Kikwa. Kiko. Kiko. I'm trying to decide if that is made up. Captain Kenneth Kuiko. Captain Kenneth Mm. Ah, that's a little oniony. That's fair. They stole how many? Eighteen during? Eighteen and a thousand dollars worth. Eighteen and a thousand dollars worth. Yeah, that that did seem a little weird to me. I mean, I know that I know the future of this story. Mm, no. No. I will say that uh, durian is a like a you know it's a. Yes. Here, I'm going to look up what it looks like so I can show you a picture because I'm pretty sure it'll show, like, you know, prices or something like that. Actually, I have it in the fucking uh, thing. In my head, it's spicy. Hmm. Okay. This is which island? The big island? Uh, Hilo is the island. That is what it looks like. So for the viewers, uh, if you've never seen a durian, how did you, how did you say it? Durian, durian uh, fruit. It's like um, almost looks like a kiwi with like a piece of bark hanging off of it. They're big though. They're like the size of like a like a small honeydew, maybe. No, bigger than that. Oh, bigger than that, like a melon. Bigger than a melon. What? A bigger than a watermelon. Like a. Um, I don't even know any fruit that are bigger than Okay. Okay. So, oh, that's that would automatically trigger my warning signals. Um, the thing is, is I don't, I struggle to think, believe that eighteen are worth a thousand dollars. I think they're pretty pricey. I think you gotta pay like thirty dollars for one durian or something like that. Yeah, but a thousand? I don't know. That's for you to decide, my friend. I'm one for one right now. You are. I want to say it's fake just to make the show interesting, but I, I'm going to say real on this one too. Dang, he's two for two. Let's All right. Go. Okay, <laughs> you're doing okay so far. I like it. Okay, uh, moving on to the next one. <laughs> you're going to like this one. Okay. The That's library... Hmm? I wonder what the story holds. Uh, something near and dear to our hearts, that's for sure. Okay. Uh, and the hearts of many. Okay, okay so the title, uh, it, it's pretty short, gets to the point. Uh, Shrek and Dark Knight added to the National Film Registry. The Library of Congress has selected Shrek and the Dark Knight <laughs> along with 23 other movies of historical or cultural significance to be added to the National Film Registry this year. What do you think? 
This is by Ernie Walsh. And his quote on the story was, now I don't have to choose between watching Shrek or visiting the Library of Congress. <laughs> Man, I mean, if it was just Dark Knight. Yeah. I don't know, Shrek is a really good movie, though. <laughs> but to be displayed on the national, I mean, I would say so. But yeah. I am also not in a place of power. <laughs> it's tough because you have to think about the, I mean, at the time it was an accomplishment and was it? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it was like one of the first animated films ever. It wasn't too long after Toy Story. Uh, it was like 2003. Was that when Shrek came out? It was 2003. I don't want to. I okay. guess I could look that up. That's not bad. Yeah, there wasn't that many. I mean, there was like Toy Story, Bugs Life, and maybe a 2003, maybe Incredibles. Or not Incredibles. It came out Monsters, Inc. I would say it was probably like... The Toy Stories, Monsters, Inc. and Bugs Life. Okay. I mean, I would think there's quite a few more. Toy Story released in 95. So, Toy Story 1 and 2 before that. Toy Story 2 was in 1999. Yeah. Let's look at Pixar Um. Life, Monsters Inc. is an L1. So find Nemo. So Pixar released five movies. Okay. Um, DreamWorks. So it was their fifth movie. And Chicken Run's animated um, stop motion. El Dorado is drawn. So is The Prince of Egypt. Ants was the first. Mm. Animated. Okay. For one of the first ten. Yeah. Opposed to like now ten get released a year. Right. Know? Yeah. Ogres have layers. <laughs> Onions. Clark jokes. Were you over when I talked about Pixar versus DreamWorks? Yeah. I think this one. <laughs> Plus, you had a legendary voice acting performance from Michael Myers. From Mike Myers. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> true. So, this is The Onion. Oh, no. But, it is true. Oh. Yeah, that's crazy. I pulled it up on The Onion, and I was like, oh, that's a good one. And then I was like, because I didn't, I've never, I've never even heard of the National Film Registry. Yeah. And so I looked it up, and sure enough, it was inducted. So it was like a half point then? Because technically I'm supposed to decide for Onion versus... I mean, it's a real story, though. See, I, I didn't even know The Onion ever did real stories. I didn't either. Yeah. I thought we just capitalized off of, like, naturally satirical. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Connor's three for three. He's doing pretty uh, good so far. Um, Let's go... Okay... Like, if it got in before Monsters, Inc., I think I'd be upset. Because Monsters, Inc. is a way better movie than Shrek is. I don't think Monsters, Inc. is in there. Monsters, Inc. is so much better than Well, Shrek. no, no, no. I 
I agree, but yeah. their basis is like cultural significance. So, so think about like the past, let's just say five years yeah, of memes that is created. Right. It's not to me. I mean, Shrek okay is life. I'm okay with it being, yeah, literally, we, the reason why it's in the National Film Registry is because of Shrek is life. Shrek is life. Wow. Isn't that... I wonder if they gave him, like, an honorary kind of, like, medal. <laughs> that is, like... That was the beginning of the Shrek... The movie. Shrek craze, yeah. yeah. Dang. They yeah. should they should be paying that kid out. Whoever did that. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. I, I watched some streamer get... Uh, trolled by... Oh, it's bad. Penetrate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's yeah. uh. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's a really bad video. Yeah. I'm surprised it's still up on there, to be honest. On YouTube. Yeah. Is it? Hmm. Interesting. Um. <laughs> Little side note on that. Uh, Mike Myers was actually the second choice for Shrek. Oh, yeah. Who was the first? Uh, it was... Man, why do I always forget his damn name? Uh, I heard another crazy, like, celebrities. Uh, like, someone who was cast as... Uh, oh, Tom Cruise was originally going to be Iron Man. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that didn't happen. Uh, Chris Farley was supposed to be oh, Shrek. Yeah. I, as much as I love the original, like the Shrek, I think it'd have been really cool to see him do a Shrek. Chris, there's audition tapes of him. I've watched his. Really? Yeah. Of him oh, doing it. I've never seen those. Um. Okay. So this one, I start. I I was like, okay, these are some pretty big stories. Let's get down to the locals. Um. Yeah. Maybe not here in Idaho. This one actually comes from uh, Benton Harbor, Michigan. Um, titled, Bingo Much Less Competitive Lately. Um, let's see. 86-year-old uh, nursing... What's the bar for competitive bingo? Dude, bingo gets crazy. <laughs> I know, but I want to know like what level it was at for it to drop and then just say... Well, maybe if you're going to listen to Miss Lee... You know, here in a second. Okay. 80-year-old nursing home resident Dolores Lee told reporters Wednesday that bingo had been a lot less competitive lately. Uh, There's just me and three other players left at this point, so you know uh, ahead of time that you're bound to win a game or two, said Lee, adding that before the pandemic devastated the assisted living facility, there were dozens of big competitors who played with multiple cards simultaneously. Like, have you ever seen bingo? Like, like big bingo congregations yeah and you've got like six cards in front of you and they're just it's like a 90 year old stamping all over okay yeah um let's see game or two so uh adding before the pandemic had devastated the assisting assisted yeah yeah so this is from this year um there were dozens of big competitors who played multiple cards simultaneously and brought their own personal daubers to mark off uh, the numbers. <laughs> um, yeah, that that has also happened. Um, 
what i watched a movie where somebody was doing that i can't remember what uh not a lot of suspense to it these days i don't even bother setting up um my my daily uh, oh my <laughs> bingo daily routine uh considering there's nothing really at stake uh now when i win a prize i just uh get disheartened because of thinking about how much we've shriveled from that state uh lee later also wondered aloud during the interview whether her grandchildren would be young enough to enjoy uh playing with playing with her once things got back to normal thinking about this sounds like a news story that would have come out in meridian like 10 years ago yeah right <laughs> like that small town not a lot going on you know here would you like to know the uh i can give you the population of the place yeah okay what's it called again benton benton harbor benton harbor yeah i'd be lying if i s- said i know uh, uh yes i'm gonna say sixteen thousand. <clears throat> uh about 10,000. Okay. Yeah. Um, the part that made me think it's fake initially was when she said she doesn't even bother getting into her regular bingo routine. But then I thought of the small stories that would have come out of Meridian in the Treasure Valley before uh, pre, uh, pre like modern yeah. news media. Yeah. Well, and even like the pre like immigrant boom to Idaho, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. Like Larry Gebbard just <laughs> talking to some uh, talking to some old dude who's been going to a diner for twenty years yeah. or something. Yeah. Um. W- really quick, what is the appeal? Why is bingo like the old person game? Um. Is it like responsible gambling to them? You know. I th- I think so. I think it's like it's kind of like when you get older, you start to get into golf. It's like it's still a sport but you're not, you can't get hurt as much. You know, it's a little bit more relaxed. And I think this is just kind of the next step. And like, you're also in assisted living. So there's not a ton you can do as is. Yeah. It's easy to congregate everybody and everybody sits down. Right. Sorry. It's just too fast. You could probably get blasted and just Uh, go play a little bingo, you know? And it's not like they have like anywhere to spend the money. So they might as well just, you know, gamble it away. Put it into their assisted living account. Yeah. This one is fake. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this one is fake. Yeah, this is the picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a very sad old lady with like 30 bingo um, <laughs> sheets in front of her. Uh, and I did cut out a, a piece of it because I was like, oh, this is really going to give it away. I didn't even realize it. Uh, uh, it was after the part where she talks about it. uh reminding her she says i also just throw the uh throw the prize or teddy bear or whatever it is on a pile with all the rest that i'm winning <laughs> and, and she's the of yeah the she's just mobbing her way through dang yeah alexis goes to, used to go to bingo with her grandma back in the day there's one down in garden city like a pretty big bingo mm-hmm. she said it would get intense in there yeah like, just like people like start arguing like if you if you 
declare bingo and it isn't true, people get pissed. They're false prophets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Literally. Um, Wait, I'm going to go get water really quick. Okay. Water has been retrieved. And he didn't bring me any. I thought about that too. Yeah. Go get you some? No, it's okay. The show must go on, whether or not I'm dehydrated. Um, okay. So this one was, uh, was a pretty cool story. This one is also from uh, this year, post-COVID. So this one is titled, Work, parentheses, Out from Home. Uh, restaurant server Alicia uh, Nochemovitz uh, of Balma, France, intended to complete the Barcelona Marathon on March 15th, but... But due to COVID-19, uh, his plans were disrupted. Uh, duh, duh, duh. He decided he would run anyways. 42 kilometers back and forth on his 23-foot balcony. The journey, to <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the journey took six hours and 48 minutes, uh, significantly slower than his three-and-a-half-hour marathon best. Uh, nevertheless, he shared the feat on social media and inspired housebound runners around the world to take up, take to their stairs, gardens, or balconies to stay in top form. How big was his balcony? <laughs> 23 feet. That's a pretty big balcony. That is a pretty big balcony. But it is also France. I feel like they usually carry... Like, if if there was a country that had big, big balconies, yeah. uh, that'd be the country. 23 feet running in stride is you don't get a lot of room from that yeah that's true I think he's cleared 23 feet in like two seconds really? I think so 23 feet would be like so. yeah oh yeah yeah you could yeah yeah like so it would take a while because you do a lot of stopping and turning yeah so you'd probably get more tired that way because you're just like Mm-hmm. And he was doing this because the, the Barcelona Marathon got canceled? Yep. <laughs> I'm going to say it's fake. This one is real. <laughs> he oh, just about choked on his water. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's crazy, huh? I thought that was absolutely nuts. The part where he, like, he said he took to social media and inspired other people, that made me kind of think it was real. Right. I can see people being like, I stand with you. <laughs> I run with you, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, the f- that's some commitment, man. Six hours and 48 minutes of just like, <laughs> of going back and forth on your balcony, bro. Imagine the kids just sitting in the living room, like, looking at their dad. Yeah, you're like, oh, dad did have his mental breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> like, three and a half hours into it, tears streaming down his face. Yeah. You wouldn't. Ugh, that sounds terrible. How? He, he probably pissed himself at least, if not, you know, a couple of other things. Are you coming in for dinner? Yeah. Shut up. The, or however you say that in French. Is that it? No, it's not. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot you went to Germany, not France. <laughs> <laughs> Same area. The um. I'm surprised the brand. Yeah, I to see 
that's the thing I don't get. Um, why didn't Nike do this? Yeah. I could imagine a sick commercial for it already. Yeah, like sports, sports don't stop or something like that. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, well, that's already a, yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> like, you just, like, see, like, it's, like, a, the close-up shot of his, like, feet on the starting line and his hands down. Yeah. Takes off, and then just, like, super intense string music playing, like, a violin. And then. All these marathon runners and, like, the Olympics and stuff. And then it cuts to, like, the news tape of the COVID pandemic, yeah. and she's, like, national numbers rise, yeah. and then it just shows him, like, going back and forth. Yeah. Well, and as it's saying the news cast, it, like, is a slow pan zoom out of his hands on his hips on his balcony like overlooking the, mm. the Parisian skyline it's like and then it like cuts in some famous players working out in the off season yeah. and then it cuts back to him after like six hours yeah. and then like as it's him running it's like also video of the, the video of him doing it on like a twitter feed scrolling yeah and then other people start running on their balconies yeah, yeah dude <laughs> that is sick <laughs> Nike, I'm already hired. Just bump me up. Yeah. Let me do this. I know. Oh, Nike. Yeah, that one is real. That one is one of the crazier ones I, I saw while I was perusing. Okay, so you are three for five? Yeah. Okay, still a pretty good percentage. Yeah. That's about a 60-something percent. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go on to the next one. Okay, so this one's pretty cool, too. Uh, (laughs) This one is titled, uh, huge shout-out to Robert Lewinog. All all these people have crazy names. Um, Crazy being foreign, which is also okay. Uh, Yeah, it was a little intense. Yeah, it was kind of, it came off wrong. Like you earlier today when you asked a Russian coworker if their people liked Rocky. I don't see what's wrong with that. We're all one people, man. That is. So you're going to take away their heritage, their background, <laughs> their tradition. Disgusting. I'm done with this part, uh, this podcast. There's this YouTube channel called, uh, I can't remember, but they do like the honest movie trailers. Yeah. But they also have a series where their hosts do, it's called Movie Fights. Mm-hmm. And they essentially, it's like in 15 minute rounds, have just outlandish. Comp, uh, arguments like they had Elijah Wood came on the show and so they did a bunch of Lord of the Rings themed ones and like which Hobbit would win in a battle royale <laughs> but it's also like one for it's like if society could only watch one movie if you had the power to make society only be able to watch one movie ever what would it be stuff like that but they um what did he say I don't remember what they said but um what was what did you just say what were we just talking about um like in regards to something we just said made me think of that. Uh, we were talking about movies. Do we need to go back? Yeah, probably. Okay, I remember. We discovered the thought. <laughs> they, they did a live one at Comic Con, and they brought Elijah Wood back and a, and a Hollywood film director named Kevin Smith, and they—that's when they asked. Kevin Smith. Yeah. Like uh, from God, what's that movie? Got yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. 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 Um, did Did you hear a story about how he almost died? Mm-mm. Oh, uh, continue. Um, but they asked that question to him. It was Kevin Smith, Elijah Wood, and then one of the movie fights guys. And <laughs> Kevin Smith went last, and Elijah Wood and the other dude like had 
have actual movies or like Saving from the Bounce with Kevin Smith pick. Uh, it's a movie I, I want to watch it because I think it'd be very interesting, like historical, uh, for its historical value, and to see just how messed up their thought process was. But I guess there's a movie I can't remember. It's called In Triumph or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was a movie that Nazi Germany produced to bolster nationalism oh. and uh, increase support of Hitler. Oh, it's about a like a sniper. I don't know what it's about. Yeah, actually, don't quote me on that. I purely thought of that because of Inglorious Bastards. Okay. Yeah. But I th- I want to say that that was like the film. I googled it and it didn't seem like it was like a fiction story. Like it seemed like a, okay. a realist, like a nonfiction, like documentary type of a film. But okay. It was just this funny thing where like immediately when he said it, Elijah Wood and the host just lost it, and the crowd's going crazy, and they're like, "How do you even argue against like?" Yeah. It was one of them took like Transformers or something like that. It's like, oh my god. How do you argue? Argue people shouldn't see Transformers over. Yeah. What the hell? Who said Transformers? I don't remember. But it's a good argument, like, how poorly that franchise ended up turning into just, like, this, like, machine Mm. of pumping out subpar films. About machines. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Yeah, but Kevin Smith, uh, he... I think it was, like, maybe last year. uh, He had, like, a massive heart attack um and so yeah he had a massive heart attack and uh you know they were able to get him to the hospital and they and you know he's getting worked on and all that and when he was finally recovered enough uh they were they were like yeah you normally when when somebody has this kind of heart attack and don't get like treatment right away it's you're done but your heart was uh your heartbeat was so much lower at the time that that's what saved you and it turns out that he just smokes a a fuck ton of weed (laughs) and he's like yeah the weed saved me wow yeah yeah i i can't remember where i heard this story yeah so you heard it here first uh smoke weed yeah uh anyway back to what this episode's about uh, the Great Maple Syrup Heist. <laughs> After the fucking Bingo one. <laughs> what was it? The Thievers. Stinky Thieves. Yeah. The Wet Bandits. The wet <laughs> Everybody's got a, a shtick. Yeah. Or whatever. We're the Wet Bandits. Yeah. The Sticky Bandits. The Sticky Bandits, yeah. The See, I've, I just recently watched the second one. I still think the first one's better. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, okay. I watched them both this Christmas season. I will say the parts where they get hurt are much funnier in the second one because it's just so ramped up. Yeah, like they would have like died. Death. Yeah. Yeah, but overall, yeah. Yeah, there's not as much heart in the second one. And yeah, I think it had a chance because I, I always forget how crazy the cast was in the second one. Yeah. Like they had um the dude from – What's that huge? Oh yeah, in the, in the it's like a musical. Yeah, <laughs> he's the he's the desk clerk. Yes, and my my uh, family has a fish. Holly Holly uh Rocky Mountain Horror. Wait. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Holly Rocky Lenny something like that. Like Rocky Mountain Horror Show. Yeah, is that what <laughs> yeah, that's called? I know you're talking, Rocky Mountain Horror. Picture horror picture film. Yeah. 
Yeah. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And then it had um the dude from Benchwarmers. So the chips guy? Yeah. 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 Anyway. And Trump. It's still a good movie. Yeah, it's yeah, still a good movie. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously Trump. Who would have thought? I know. Homeland 2 star would try to overthrow our government. <laughs> That's what they should have made I, the title. I thought that today, dude. I was like, what are the odds that this guy would be the one to, like, topple democracy? Yeah, right? A game show host and a dude who, like, lied and cheated his way to wealth and fame, like... And had a one-minute part in a hit movie. Yeah, and he became, like, the icon for working America, working class. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, so, so funny. Yeah. Um... So back to the real story and the great maple syrup heist. The subject of one of the most audacious heists uh, in Canadian history was a true Canadian staple, maple syrup. Between 2011 and 2012, nearly 3,000 tons of the sweet stuff valued at $18 million were stolen from a storage facility in Quebec. The mastermind, Richard Valeri's, uh, was given an eight-year sentence and a $9.4 million fine in 2017. According to the Toronto Star, two other men were each given two-year jail terms. Thankfully, the stolen amount comprised... Holy shit. Uh, thankfully, the stolen amount comprised barely one-tenth of Quebec's maple syrup reserves. One-tenth? Yeah. $9.4 million. It it is like a stereotype, but this the syrup business is booming over there, man. Well, it's like they're what they're known for. Right. They're like stealing a shit ton of potatoes in Idaho. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know, dude. At this point, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so caught. With, you know, what is reality? I feel like Thanos snapped his fingers on me a second ago and. What's the title of this again? The Great Maple Syrup Heist. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. No! That actually happened. Yeah, dude. That one threw me for a loop. Yeah. Yeah, that, I actually, after I read that one, I was like, I need to read a little bit more about it. It's, it is a crazy story. The Great Maple Syrup Heist. Yeah. Um, okay. Just the title alone is enough to... Make you think it's fake, yeah. yeah. Uh... Okay, let's move on to the next. How did you find these? Did you just Google outrageous stories or something? Uh, yeah, you'd be surprised <laughs> <laughs> what pops up. I mean, you haven't hit any Florida yet. Yeah, that's a great, that's a crazy thing. Man. Speaking of, no way. Um, I think I have a Florida one in here. Mm. Do do do. Uh, no, I can't give you Florida, but how about Los Angeles? Okay. Um, okay, so this one involves, uh, this happened last year, about May-ish, um, and is titled, Episode of Cooking Show Implies Pastry Chefs as Some Sort of Oppressed Minority. Okay. Insinuating that there exists a social ladder upon which people who prepare gourmet desserts for a living uh, occupy the lowest rung. A recent episode of the Bravo series Top Chef strongly implied that pastry chefs were some, port some sort of oppressed minority. Um, everyone is underestimating me, 
Wait one second. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Everyone is underestimating me because I am trained as a patissier. I think that's how you say it. Uh, but I know I can stand toe to toe with my rivals," said Ryan Calbert, a contestant on the show who graduated from the prestigious Ferrandi Culinary School School in Paris. Speaking as if he belonged to a mar marginalized group and had faced grave prejudice as a chef who prepared sweet dishes rather than savory ones. Every everyone looks at me and just sees a guy who makes cakes and cookies. Well, I'm going to change a few attitudes by the time I'm finished here. Pastry chefs can do anything <laughs> anything um, that a normal chef can do. Give me a shot and I'll prove it. Reports confirmed um, that Calbert... Uh, was eliminated in the second challenge of the season. Uh, this sounds like the plot for Ratatouille 2. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so Ratatouille glad. I'm so glad they didn't make Ratatouille 2. Uh, they are, did you hear about the musical? Oh, God. TikTok, as a joke, like, I don't know how it started, who started it, but made like a, some, new, some person made a uh, Ratatouille musical. <laughs> And then, like, thousands of other TikTokers all made different songs for different acts and created this musical to Ratatouille, and a Broadway producer picked it up and is now producing <laughs> the Ratatouille musical. It's dude. like Cats 2.0. Yeah. God. It is so not funny because they're trying to be funny, but they made it funny. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. But, um. I wonder how that works. Does the original TikToker get like yeah, credit in this, or does that Broadway dude just walk away with? Yeah, I was kind of wondering that too, especially well, because like, it's a public forum and it's like you're already using copyrighted material. After this, I'll show you some of the clips because like there, I mean, people had to put in some work. For yeah, I don't like, doubt it. There's music and there's lyrics, like. Yeah, TikTok or, users are weird. <laughs> I know. Um, I've fallen in love as well. The, um, well, and then also he, there's other people who create content for it, you know what I mean? Like right. Possibly credit every single person who, anyways. My my initial inclination is to lean towards true because there's this ladder for everything, you know. Everybody's gonna yeah. have like their oppression and stuff. And mm -hmm. If this is true, we need to get a picture of the cereal. His arms folded <laughs> and, and like his faded font across the front. Like, I'm here to say equality for pa past <laughs> yeah. patissiers. Yeah, I'm here to prove that pastry chefs can do just as. <laughs> when people look at me, they only see a man who makes sweets. Yeah. Uh. Gosh. I don't know. Okay, okay. Oh, everyone looks at me and just sees a guy who makes cakes and cookies. Well, I'm going to change a few attitudes by the time I'm finished here. Remy. Remy. Remy, when, every, when people look at me, all they see is a guy who makes cakes and pastries. All they see is a rat who makes cakes and pastries. No, it's a chef, and Remy is, like, coming to help him. Oh. He's going to stand up there in his hat. Right. His Remy goes to America. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like that. I'm gonna change a few attitudes right here. Or he's not talking to Remy. He's saying it, and Remy is like in a rat hole on the wall, hearing him. Oh, that's cool. 
because he went to America. Yeah, it's like a vacation. He went over there with what's his fuck. Right, and they got separated. They got separated. <laughs> Whoa, dude. Maybe a moped accident. Oh, yikes. He in the hospital, and Remy has to raise funds to help. <laughs> he starts a GoFundMe. Well, it's a story about how over in France they have socialized healthcare. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And so by the end, Remy is able to write legislation into law. And, and that's like, so he befriends this pastry chef. Okay. <laughs> Is trying to prove his self worth to all the chefs, right? In the chef hierarchy, yeah. And he also realizes how hard it is to watch his best friend. He's in the medical industry right now. Yeah, he's he's a vegetable at this yeah, point. At this point, and the only they need millions of dollars for medical care for him. Right. And so he befriends a legislator. Okay. And so, like the climax of the movie is Remy deciding whether or not he's gonna go help. Oh. Uh, or so tug bring a cap to mm. uh, to Congress and just yeah. help him lobby for this socialized health care bill, or is he gonna go help his friend wow. prove that he's a real chef and he has to make a tough decision? And but so he chooses the legislator because you know he thinks back to all these memories. It's a nice little flashback to them, like in the kitchen yeah. and at home. And then, so he picks a legislator, and he feels terrible after it's done because he feels like either way he would have messed up. And then, you know, he gets back to the hospital, and he's laying there with with the with the dude. I forget his name. And on the TV, you see that it's the final challenge, yeah. and it's between him and the other dude, and he ends up doing it himself. Wow! And as he's like competing, yeah. as he is competing, Remy looks away from the TV and his buddy miraculously because of socialized healthcare is 100% healed and he looks at Remy and says let's go and they hop on the moped and they make it to the crowd just in time for him to finish his dude, I actually got chills while we were talking about that bro Pixar, Nike and dude. a lot of opportunities here this is free stuff we're talking about wow and then like the credits roll and it's like America still doesn't have socialized healthcare <laughs> Pastry chefs everywhere are shown. <laughs> he is actually still a vegetable in real life. Yeah. Millions of dollars in debt. This one is true. This, yeah, this no, is the this, truth. I'm saying this story is true. Oh, uh, this is fake. Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> I think I got too lost in the sauce. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is an Onion article. But this one, I was like, I'm for sure going to get him on this one. Because that one, I would have believed. Yeah. Like, especially with like... It being a reality TV show, they want to like spice yeah, it up and, TV show and, then the, and the whole like, right, yeah, yeah. It's just so yeah, tangible, yeah. Like, I can totally see it being like a TLC, right? Yeah, they could even make a series like Marginalized Pastry Chefs, like that's the name yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, goes on for like six seasons, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this next one is insane, um. Jason Momoa brings in scene double for challenging facial expression. Uh, reported out of Vancouver, Canada by... Um, There's no way this is real. I don't actually see the... Yeah, I don't actually see the... Uh, Jason Wiseman. Okay. Uh, referring to his on-screen doppelganger as a total badass... Jason Momoa, star of the forthcoming Aquaman 2 Total Reporters Monday, 
and the film's producers told reporters Monday. Oh, he and the film's producers had brought in a scene double to help execute a particularly challenging facial expression required of his character. I actually do a lot of my own acting, but when the script calls for something really tricky, uh, it's always best to call in uh, someone of his nature, said Momoa, whose agent confirmed that the Teen Choice Award-nominated actor had long relied on uh, seasoned Hollywood scene doubles Phil Westwood... Oh, season one. Phil Westwood to handle more complex emotions such as uh, remorse and despair. While, <laughs> while I can manage a bit of uh, glowering or even fly into a rage, sometimes you have to think about what's best for the production and say, okay, these faces are really hard to make. Uh, we need somebody who's trained for this sort of thing. I first worked with Phil back on Game of Thrones uh, when my character was supposed to be angry and in love at the same time, and it was way too hard to do both. You could, uh, you should see some of the feelings this guy can express. It's wild. At press time, sources said uh, production for Aquaman 2 had been delayed so Westwood could wrap up uh, some acting work on Fast and Furious 9. There's no way this is real. The, the, uh, <laughs> although it is, it does, like, kind of reek of, like, that Hollywooding like, Yeah, and like, to be fair, regardless of if the story is true or not, Jason Momoa is kind of a brick. Yeah, but so this guy would coach him on facial expressions or would stand in? Um, They make it sound like he would stand in. Maybe I... On-screen double is what you said, I think. Um... Yeah, they don't specifically say that, so I'm not sure. The I, idea of like a facial expression coach coming in and like being like, that doesn't seem too outlandish. He is a little bit of a brick. <laughs> a lot of a brick. I will. S- that really funny Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, I was gonna say that was so good though. But I don't remember a lot of motions. I just remember a little. Yeah. I'm a sage face. This one is real. No fucking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, yeah, that one was fake. Okay. I as I was reading the story again, I was like, "Oh, this is there's no way." As soon as I read Teen Choice Award nominated. <laughs> yeah, that, one, <laughs> that one. That kind of. Uh, but I mean, just close enough. Is that Onion as well? Huh? Is that an Onion article as well? What? That one that you read. Yeah, this about. is an Onion. I mean, they write them so well. Like, it's they do. So unbelievable. It is. Um, but there's always a couple things. I had to take out a piece of it because I knew it would have given it away. Um, at the very end, it says, had been delayed so Westwood could wrap up some acting work as John Cena's scene double in Fast and Furious yeah. 9. <laughs> yeah, you're doing good adapting them on the fly. Yeah. Uh, thank you. That's, you know, what a seasoned host does. Okay. Um, we only got a couple more left, but there's some pretty good ones. Okay, so let's go up into here. All right, uh, this one is titled "Most Boring Show Ever," uh, reported by Megan Murphy. If you're visiting 
<laughs> Fuckuoko? Fuckwak? Fuckwak? Fukuoka. We'll say that. Fukuoka. Uh, Japan, on a budget, there's a hotel that has you covered. Uh, you can stay for a paltry 100 yen a night, about $1 US. Uh, the catch, visitors must agree to let the hotel live stream their stay on its YouTube channel. So far, more than half a million viewers have tuned in to watch strangers sip tea, read, and watch, and once watch a guest attempt to play Twister by himself. Uh, and then in parentheses at the end, don't worry, the bathroom is private. It seems like something that like a Japanese hotel would do. Ah. Like they're very big on like odd entertainment. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know one thing that I after before we get back to it, I will say, uh, what was that game show that was brought over to America? It was like a it's essentially an obstacle course. And yeah, but it was prior to that. There was one right before that. It was like early two thousands. No, there was that too. That one was garbage, but this was before that. And it was hosted by a Japanese guy and this dude was hilarious. And these people, I think they had to shut it down because so many people got really hurt. But anyway, continue. I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. I think, I I think it's still, yeah, I think it's still on in Japan, but. Um, and this is like totally, this is like the pessimist in me, but it's like, man, it sucks to be poor, but because it could make money off of like the ad revenue. Like you get a couple sponsors who sponsor like the live streams of people. Oh yeah. You make the money back you would have made. Um, that is true. Especially with half a million people. Paying, yeah. People paying regular fees. And you also have to take into account that. They probably get a lot of publicity. Yeah. God, man. But have, have you ever heard of this hotel in uh, Fukuoka? No, Fukuoka. Well on, like, Japanese hotels. Mm. This one. I'm going to take a big risk here. This is real. You're correct. Really? Yeah, this is real. <laughs> that, that, is a, that is a super cool concept. It's almost like... Um, big Brother. Yeah, but like... I don't know why I would compare it, but it's almost like lo-fi beats, like the lo-fi beats streaming thing. Cause yeah. it's like, you're watching somebody do n- nothing really. Yeah. And I like, yeah, it's actually kind of cool. I want, I couldn't find it. Um, when I was looking around afterwards, but I'm sure it's out there. Uh, do Okay. We'll end on this one. This one. I wonder if it's like a hotbed for amateur porn. Yeah, I I do wonder. I don't think so, actually. I think you probably have to sign something saying, like, hey, you can't do this. Yeah. But that would also infringe on, like, a hotel stay, you know? Yeah. Fucking hotel. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this one is titled Killer Excuse. Uh, by This one was written by Nathaniel Basin. Fernando La Fuente was playing video games at home after work last November when he first heard reports of his death. The Dublin-based engineer and recreational soccer player got a call from his boss who was wondering how a dead man had just been at the office. His former team, Ballybrack FC, 
had been having difficulty recruiting players and decided to fabricate news of his passing to postpone the upcoming game. The tactic worked a little too well. Support poured out over social media and a local newspaper published an obituary. Thankfully, Lafuente prospered in his quote-unquote resurrection, even snagging a commercial deal with an Irish gambling company. Did you see that Friends, or not Friends, that 70s show star fake died? No. She, she, I don't know her name, but she... I Which know, one? I don't know. I don't remember. That's just funny about it. But, like, she had COVID. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't COVID. She was in a hospital for something. Mm-hmm. And she had previously died, and they resuscitated her. And her husband was in the room afterwards, and she was awake, and she just closed her eyes and fell asleep. And her husband just thought she died. Oh. She didn't bother to contact the health officials or anything, thought she died. So he just got up and walked out of the room and called her agent, her publicist, and said that she died and, like, went into mourning. And he announced it, and, like, it made news, and all the that 70 show actors were, like, posting pictures on Instagram. Oh, my God. And the next day, the hospital called him and was like, Nah, she's here. Wife's still alive, yeah. Um, I think this one is real. Because of that. He would be correct. Yep. Yep, Mr. LaFuente uh, was presumed dead for a while. So, uh, I think you did pretty well. You ended up uh, at about 50%. Yeah, probably around there. Yeah. I think I got, I mean, getting the last two right held him up, you know, but. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's okay. Either way, you missed a few. Um, but, yeah, it just kind of goes to show, like, it's been a, wir- a weird uh, lifetime, you know? We have maple syrup being escorted out of a country. Yeah. You've got people dying when they're alive. You got stinky fruit. I think it goes to show how people will do anything for, like, money or fame or... Yeah. Like, faking your own death. Would you fake your own death for... Let, let's say enough money to where you can live luxuriously for the rest of your life. But, like, everybody has to think I'm dead. You... Okay. Here's the circumstances. Yes, everybody, but... You get to choose three people. Of those three people, two of them um, get to know that you're dead for five years. And then... Oh, okay. Sorry. You can keep starting. Well, then, no. I just think there's so much more to life than money. I think you get that money and you'd be like, well, fuck. You can make new friends. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could either. I mean, I could make new friends... You could buy, like, a robot that kind of looks like everybody, you know? Yeah. Hello, Connor. Are you ready for Ripcord? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just make the tray robot say, nope. Nope. And just cry. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant the robot just cries as well. No. <laughs> like, that's all he does, say nope and cry. What are the five preset? No. Okay, there's one. Nope. Um. <laughs> well. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um. What's, a, what's another good one? Probably.
probably your bit about uh, success and renting you every day. Oh, I haven't even told that on the... You know, we'll end it with it. But you, you can continue. Two more. Yeah. Um, probably some weird saying about how we can't watch a show together because... <laughs> because <laughs> of some crazy circumstance. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, and then lately, I need to go to bed. I know, same. When do you work? No, that's you. Oh. That's <laughs> 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 uh, there you go, folks. That's how well he knows me. Yeah, that's true, uh, man. Roughly I said it. I know. I know, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Because you looked up at the clock. Yeah. It threw me for a loop, man. Um, yeah, <laughs> that that seems about right. Yeah, yeah, that's not too bad. It is about my bedtime. Yeah, that's yeah, I agree. I think that would be my lines. I think for you, it'd probably be... Uh, uh, well, it, so it would be like four phrases and then an action. Um <laughs> the action would be like it either texts me or it uh tweets or whatever but the most important part of the text is misspelled <laughs> um and then what would the sayings be <laughs> i'd probably hit you with a i don't know why i'm like that i know i i, I just I, always and i don't take the time to check yeah that why? see that that must be the thing like does it just da, 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 go yeah, I really. Just, I just fat finger things all the time. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm like, I should go get the gist. Like, it's one of those spelling errors, and it'd be like glaring, you know. But sometimes it is, and then I got and then I quickly type what I meant to say, but it's like multiple sentences, and some of it's just this random word I sent you afterwards. Yeah, LeBaron James. <laughs> 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 Table Rick. Yeah, you've got some classics. I tell you, Parker. Changed, changed your contact name to that. Yeah. Shout out to Parker. I miss you. Um. Well, I miss you because you just saw him. Uh, it'd probably be that, and then the <laughs> you sweet potato, <laughs> um, and then it would be. It's hard to come up with. Yeah, it is a little bit hard because. I mean, there's a couple. Uh, it would be. That sounds like this time I went to Germany. Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> uh, and then it'd be. Um. <sighs> I think I can think of one. Uh, something involving YouTube, like. I oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was watching YouTube <laughs> in the shower. Yep. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that could be like the extension option. Like you can hit the. I just. I gotta say this YouTube video that I was, I was watching, and then you can hit another button. That's like, in the shower. In the shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An alternate ending to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um man, what would the last one be? I would think it would have to be um Oh, it would be Yeah. I was uh reading some critic reviews. <laughs> and I really changed my mind. Yeah. I think it, I think we can. Take You've it. gotten better about that, though. Yeah, I really have. I think I've. 
I've tried to look at films as more of an art, less of an objective to it. Ah, that's cool. Um, Did you read that in a book? Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it's good that it kind of took us both a second to come up with things for each other to say. Yeah. That means that we're at least semi... Unpredictable, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess if I really thought about it, I could come up with all of them, but... Yeah, definitely, but... It'd give me like an hour, yeah. <laughs> a full list of... Of just catchphrases. Yeah. Right. Right. What's the thing? What's the thing? Oh. All right, guys. So, uh, actually, can you pause it? Okay. Hey, guys. <laughs> Trey here. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> did that get on my? Okay. Hey, guys. It's Trey. Um, you know, we're going to start finishing the show this way. I just want you guys to be living your best life. So, uh, you know, I, in my life, in my walk, uh, you know, I, I come across things that really change my perspective. Um, and recently it comes from uh, a great philosopher. The saying actually went, uh, success is not owned. It's leased. And every day rent is due. So with that, it's it's payday, baby. Time to pay some rent. Ripcord.